In episode 133 of the Movie Maniacs podcast, I discuss all of the trailers and sneak peeks we got at San Diego Comic-Con. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Movie Maniacs podcast. Now, originally the plan was to review Nope, which came out Friday. I've seen it. That review will be coming soon. Honestly, I'm probably going to record it today just to get the fresh thoughts out there. I am very excited to talk about that movie, but something big happened this weekend, and that was uh, San Diego Comic-Con. Lots of new trailers, lots and lots of movie news. I didn't know <laughs> San Diego Comic-Con was happening. Comic-Con has always been something that I've been completely out of the loop with. I've just never... I've never been to a Comic-Con, and I've never... I, I've just never really known what's happening. They've always kind of come out of nowhere. These big these big fan events, they've just never really been something that, I don't know, um, I, I've never been drawn to them a whole lot, but the trailers, you know, they've come out, movie news, all that stuff, obviously we have DC news, we've got Marvel news, and obviously Marvel is the big focus of this Comic-Con, plans for five and six uh, as far as MCU phases go, were released, I'm going to be getting into what appeals me to me, what doesn't, um, I wasn't planning on talking about Marvel at all this week, but <laughs> San Diego Comic-Con rolled on in, and now I'm going to be talking about Marvel even more. I'll be honest, after ranking all the MCU movies, I was just, whew, I was done. I mean, Thor, Love, and Thunder, check that review out. Um, I wasn't a fan, <laughs> uh, and as the day goes by more, I probably would have put it even lower on uh, my rankings. It was not good. Don't. Spend your money on it. Just don't even bother. But anyway, we got to get into this Comic-Con news. There's a lot of good here, and there's a lot of bad here. There were some surprising things, and then there were some unsurprising, depressing trailers that were released that I just was like, why? Why, why are we making this, right? What, what is going on here? Why is, why is this, you know, happening? Why can't we be making something different? But whatever, I'll, I'll get into it. Um... First one, right off the bat, that kind of fits in that description of why do we even need this show. Oh, movie, I mean. Um, we're getting another Teen Wolf movie, okay? Uh, we're getting another Teen Wolf movie. Yeah, you heard that right. We are getting another Teen Wolf movie on Paramount+. Plus. Guys, I remember watching Teen Wolf on, um, like, I think it was a Sunday and I, I, I'm talking about, you know, the, the Michael J. Fox one that is kind of a notoriously bad film, but like, I think some people have some nostalgia for it. I heard there was a show, right? And I watched, I watched this trailer for Paramount Plus's uh, Teen Wolf. And I'll be honest, guys, this just, I won't spend a whole lot of time on it. This is just not in my wheelhouse. This is not something that I'm interested in, in the slightest. I will not watch it. I, as I say that right now, I feel like I'm probably going to be eating my own words and will sit down in October to watch the new Teen Wolf film. This just did not look like something up my alley. 
it i i always thought teen wolf was kind of a campy film this does not look like it's going for campy it's deathly serious and not an ounce of humor in it and it, it just did not look good to me and i honestly think paramount plus it's not the worst streaming service i mean they've got good stuff like um, you know, Mayor of Kingstown, all that Taylor Sheridan stuff is on there, except for Yellowstone for some reason. I think Yellowstone is on Peacock. Why is it not on Paramount Plus? That is a little bit confusing to me. But anyway, um, I, I'm not interested in this at all. So uh, that I, I'm kind of building it up to, you know, the biggest news or the biggest portions, you could say. Um, Teen Wolf, honestly wasn't even a blimp on the radar, quite frankly, because, you know, there's so much that happens in these big Comic-Con events. It, it, I don't know. Is, is San Diego the biggest event of the year? I I think it is. This seems to, to me to be a, a pretty big Comic-Con um, just from the outside because over the pandemic, the Comic-Con events have not really been all that successful. And... DC Fandom, which is what Warner Brothers and DC decided to do, they have been far more successful. They've been able to handle the pandemic, you know, virtual stuff far more successfully. And so it, it felt like Comic-Con was kind of returning to form. You know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson showed up, Keanu Reeves. We got those big, you know, stars, I guess, at the Comic-Con. And I guess that's kind of what the whole thing is about, really. But I'll be honest, guys. Um, I, Comic-Con has always been MCU-oriented, and or at least in my lifetime, it always has been. I don't know what it, I, I don't know really how long San Diego Comic-Con has been, been around. When I think about Comic-Con, though, I think of Robert Downey Jr. coming out, throwing the roses. I mean, he owned Comic-Con. He really did. Robert Downey Jr. owned Comic-Con. And those were really, I feel like, the days where Comic-Con was at its, at its absolute peak. We don't have stuff like that anymore. And if the, you know, the MCU is, I think, absolutely the center of the news when it comes to Comic-Con events. And, uh, okay, well, I, I, I won't mention any more MCU stuff until we get there. But I, I have some thoughts on how I feel the MCU kind of dealt with being the center of Comic-Con. But anyway, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Next up, another one I could not be more uninterested in. Interview with the Vampire, the 2022 TV series. Watched the trailer, was not interested. I do want to watch the Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise movie. I've heard it's interesting. Uh, my mom's told me to see it a few times. And that would definitely be a movie I'd be interested in checking out. I'm not interested in checking out this show. I, I kind of was a little bit hesitant to say that I won't be watching Teen Wolf the movie. I will not be watching the Interview with the Vampire show. Absolutely not. Shows I, I really like, but... They're hard to get into, and I have a hard time finishing them just because, I don't know, it, it, it's hard to get through them sometimes. But then you've got really good shows like Better Call Saul where I would watch it over and over again. Uh, shows are just different, and I have a hard time you know, getting invested in them sometimes. I can't – I mean I've, I've started so many shows that I haven't finished. Um, I, I did uh, – I didn't finish Severance, which was really good. Reacher, which is also a lot of fun. So I've done it before, okay? I've done this before. I'm actually in the middle of watching Hulu's The Bear, which was recommended to me, um, and it's fantastic. I, I love this show. I'm three episodes in. It's great. I love it. If you got Hulu, I definitely would recommend you guys watch The Bear. Um, it's like a 
it's a it's a really good show. So I, I, I recommend that. I've actually been recommending it. I watched the first episode with my dad, and then I've recommended it to a couple other people. It's really, really good. So I've been enjoying that. Interview the Vampire. I, I don't even want to – it looked bad. I didn't like it. Um, very melodramatic, obviously. You know, which is I think kind of the tone of of the movie. I think this was also a show at some point. I don't know, guys. I I I don't even really care about about this show at all. It looked. Uh, I I could see how the drama could be really interesting to some people, right? I mean, I get how this type of show, you know, the melodrama, all that stuff, kind of Twilighty was kind of what I was getting from it. Um. It just wasn't for me, quite frankly, and I don't have any interest in watching this. Never will. Maybe I'll end up watching that movie, though, but let's move on. Uh, nothing of interest with that show. Okay, here's another one. Oh, my goodness. Dragon Dungeons and Dragons, the movie starring Chris Pine. I've heard, you know, rumors that they were making this this movie, right? I, I'd heard the tales. But quite frankly, I was just, I didn't know if they would really if they would do it. Um, but by golly, they, they are doing it. They are making a Dungeons and Dragons film. I think it's it, it's been done before. OK, so I, I won't say like they're doing anything that's like like, why would they do this? It's been done before. So I guess they feel like there is some sort of market for this Dungeons and Dragons. It's called Honor Among Thieves. Now, let's just look at who they've got here. OK. Here's a positive. The, uh, the, the, the directors behind this made one of my uh, one of my like secret favorite comedies, Game Night with Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams. Really fun film. I had a blast watching that. I watched it with uh, my brother and mom. That was a lot of fun. Definitely enjoyed that film. But I'll be honest, guys. I, I, I okay, here's a story. Um, a while back, I got like I think this was a couple years ago. I got interested in playing the game Dungeons and Dragons, uh, and, and I went you know I went to Target, got the set, all that stuff. Um, now there was the option for the beginner set, and then there was the option for the advanced or or the bigger set, right? Uh, if you're a Dungeons and Dragons fan, you probably know what I'm talking about. But there's a beginner set, and then there's like a more advanced set. I was like, I can handle the advanced set, and I was like, my 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 way of thinking was. If I get the beginner set, at some point, I'm going to have to advance to the higher set. So I just went ahead and got the advanced set and skipped the beginner one. Big mistake, because I sat there, I mean, for a week with this game, trying to figure out how it worked. Just couldn't wrap my mind around it. It's also a game that involves, you know, interest. And with perhaps the exception of my brother, nobody had any interest in playing this game. So... It, the, my enthusiasm dropped. It's sitting in a shelf, just totally unused. I think we've used it like the game for dice or something like that. It's just sitting there. At some point, I'll have to break it back out because it, it the concept is interesting to me. Um, and so I, I, I may be interested in breaking it back out, but I'll be honest, guys, it just was, <laughs> it was just not my game. I wasn't able to get into it, but um, I see the interest in it. And I would like to learn how to play at some point and, and be a part of that because it looks really cool. Um, but I could not figure it out. And what I understand of the game, though, the idea of, you know, choosing your path and all that stuff, that's just that is just the clear difference in games and movies. Because 
the beauty of games like like Dungeons and Dragons, and then the beauty of like video games with the more advanced ones, not like your Pac-Man, but your your story games where you pick your path. That is something that movies, books, music, no art form is able to do that. But the beauty of games and video games is that that idea of picking your own path, right? You're choosing your story, essentially. That is really one of the things I think really captures people's imaginations when it comes to video games these days, is that that idea of being able to choose your own story. That's really the draw. That is not something a movie can capture. And I think as much as they will try, in my opinion, they're not going to be able to capture what games like Dungeons and Dragons and other, you know, um, like, you know, story games are able to capture. So this may be a fine action fantasy film, whatever. But I don't think this is going to be a great film. I don't, I honestly don't think it's going to be that good. If the directors can come up with something creative like they did with Game Night, maybe. But honestly, guys, this does not really hold a lot of interest to me. I I think what the game holds is something movies just can't capture. And I love movies, but there's just certain things they can't they can't do. Just like there's certain things books can't do. It, it, each art form has its benefits and its downfalls, right? And so uh, the idea of just... A, adapting video games in general has just never been something that I think is all that interesting or that that is really going to hold anything that beneficial. Has there ever been a great video game movie? No. Nope, there hasn't. There have been acceptable ones, mediocre ones, and oftentimes, if we're being honest, horrendously bad god-awful video game movies that's like 70 percent of video game movies and then there's the 30 percent, which is the decent films like uncharted sonic the hedgehog tomb raider mortal kombat you know i mean they're game movies in general just are not really that good and i don't know why we are continuing to make adaptations of video games in the form of movies it, it just it's not something that i really understand why we continue to go back to this well that quite frankly has never been critically acclaimed when have we gone yes uncharted that's the movie of the year you know and, and i watched uncharted i didn't even think it was that fun quite frankly i think the real reason that movie made any money in the slightest is because of the star power behind it from what I've heard of people who played the Uncharted games, they didn't even like do the game any justice. And I know Dungeons and Dragons isn't a video game, but come on, it's in that same vein. So I I, I know that they've made adaptations of this game before. This the trailer, it it looked decent. I, they're going for that comedy angle, which I think could be beneficial. Being a little bit more self aware could be the right move. But at the same time, I'm just not that interested in this project. Maybe I watch it, but I don't think I'm going to go to the theaters to see it. Moving on. This was not actually... Okay, I, I had to slip this one in there. This was not a Comic-Con trailer. But I, I thought like I needed to mention it just, just because. I mean, come on. Halloween ends. We finally got a teaser. Um, it comes out this year, wrapping it all up until they decide to reboot it again. 
Uh, who knows when that's going to happen? Maybe next year. <laughs> I mean, they never really stick to the world here. How many times have they said, it all ends tonight? It all ends. The, ser- the, the culmination, it all ends tonight. They always say that, and then they reboot it. So whenever the studio gets a little bit in need for that easy money, they'll bring back, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis's coffin and – I don't know. I mean, they're going to keep rolling this one out till it's dead. And you, I guess certain people would make the case that they have. I have enjoyed these newer Halloween films. I watched the original John Carpenter, Carpenter film. It's a great movie. I enjoyed it a lot. Patrick and I talked about the uh, 1976 one, and then we talked about the 2018 one, and then I reviewed the Halloween Kills film, which came out last year. I saw that one with my mom. It was a fun film, messy but fun. That is really what these films have offered, in my opinion. Messy but fun. Halloween is likely to bring about that same thing. I think this is going to be a fun, fun, a fun film. I think it's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to have that great David Gordon Green directing. I've really liked the way that he has shot these films. They've been really uh, high caliber in terms of the way they've looked. But in actual story, you know, it's 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 fun. You know, it's it's cheesy. It's it's. On, I, I feel like we're at a place, you know, where we're more in for the Jordan Peele films. That type of elevated horror things are a little bit more, um, a, a little bit more complicated in our horror films nowadays. A little bit more advanced. Not exactly your slasher film nowadays. We don't really get a lot of those films anymore. So, I, I feel like this kind of does signify at this point we're kind of done with these types of films. But I've enjoyed them. I enjoy the slasher films. I enjoy uh, these Halloween films. And from what I saw from this trailer, um, there's good here. A, a lot of you know what we, we kind of expected from the trailer to show. You know, the of course they have to bring that into the trailer. Um, looks like Jamie Lee and Mike Myers are finally going to stand off one last time. And I think if they do it right, it's going to be a cool film. Get some good kills in there like Halloween Kills did. And I think – I'm interested. I'm intrigued. I'll have, I'm going to watch it with my mom, and I think it's going to be a pretty good time. So I, I'm excited for that one just because I've enjoyed the past couple of films. We'll just have to see, though, how, if it all ends up paying off in the end. I certainly hope so, though, because I've enjoyed the uh, this reboot or, or you know continuation, I suppose thus far anyway moving on more comic-con stuff we finally got a full trailer for the adaptation of neil gaiman's hit comic book series sandman they're making a show of it on netflix is this gonna work is this going to work i don't know i i will tell you this guys i will watch this show i'll give it a i'll give it a i'll give it a watch okay I'll, i'll watch the show I'll buy the comic series on Amazon. I'll read it. I'll watch the show, review it. Good Omens was a success. People enjoyed it. It was fun. Will this be a similar case? I don't know. I don't know. Netflix. Okay. (laughs) Netflix. We got to talk about Netflix for a second because they've lost like a million subscribers, right? Which Netflix is Fifteen dollars a month, right? Which is a ton. 
a ton of money lost by them. And and quite frankly, guys, I understand it. And I I honestly think it's the, it's a lot of different parts, right? A lot of parts are moving as to why Netflix is losing so much money. And and I've thrown out these theories before. One theory is that this isn't even a theory. This is true. Uh, the competition is better than it was when it originally started. When Netflix came out, it was the one of the sole players in the game. And since then, I mean, look at the landscape now. Disney+, Plus, HBO Max, HBO, Paramount+, Plus, Peacock, Hulu. There are so many other players now. And honestly, when you look at the landscape, Apple TV+, Plus as well. I, I, I want to mention them as well. Um, when you look at the landscape now, who's got the better content? I don't even think Netflix is in the top three. I, I really don't. At this point, looking at you know where they're at now, where they're at now, they're not the dominant player in terms of the great content. They at this point, all they've got is Stranger Things. I watched The Gray Man. I'll review that at some point. I watched Red Notice. They're making these action films, and I'm sorry, but action is not the best experience on your TV screen. I don't know why Netflix is always going to the action while they've said, oh, we're done, you know, chasing the Oscars and all that stuff. Okay, sure. But action films are not best experienced at home. Like, I would have loved to watch The Gray Man in theaters, but it's on Netflix. So, you know, there you go. And yeah, in select theaters, you can find The Gray Man in select theaters, right? But, I mean, come on, people are watching this at their home and they're not getting the full experience. So there's that problem. Then there's the problem of so much content. An exorbitant. I, I probably said that wrong. But so much content is coming from Netflix that, that, that everything gets lost in the shuffle. There could be great projects on Netflix that we haven't even watched. The discussion around these shows is minuscule. The most discussion we've gotten around the Netflix show this year is Stranger Things, a show that came out five years ago. And I, I'm not dissing Stranger Things. I'm in the middle of watching. It's a fun show. But it just shows that Netflix is not really making anything that's that's really like having a zing to it. I mean, at all. And so, I don't know, man. That's a big problem. The exorbitant amount of content that is coming out of Netflix it, it gets these projects lost in the shuffle. It creates a smaller discussion where well, a lot of these shows like Succession, Severance, WandaVision, right? These shows are creating discussion. People are talking about them. They're talking about Game of Thrones, or they used to at least. They're talking about uh, you know, Better Call Saul, which Netflix has the first few seasons of, but doesn't have this new season. People are talking about those because – Netflix has so much coming out at such a high pace. We we get a trailer like a week before the show even comes out or the movie, whatever it is. I mean, there was a Netflix movie with Kevin Hart and Woody Harrelson that came out a few weeks ago. Who's watched it? Who's watched it? I haven't. I haven't watched it. Okay. And not a lot of people have. There was zero discussion. Like, it's just, it's one of those things. And that's what I think one of the problems with Netflix currently is that lack of discussion, that lack of, oh, what are people watching right now? I know Netflix has that section, right? What are, what people are watching right now? And you click on that. That's not the same. You need to see it. I mean, if, I mean, social media, all that stuff. People 
aren't really seeing a lot of discussion around these Netflix shows, in my opinion. And because and that's because they release so much. And I think that's probably one of the reasons. And also, I just don't think the quality of what Netflix is releasing is that good. It's rushed, not that like creative looking, not that original stuff we've kind of seen before. And I think that's also another problem is the lack of like really good content on Netflix. What I watch on Netflix is old stuff. That's what I watch. I watch, you know, The Dark Knight, which or not not The Dark Knight. I don't watch it on Netflix. I own it. Um, but I watch the old stuff. You know, the, 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 that that's really what I'm watching Netflix for. And then I'll watch, you know, Breaking Bad. I'll watch that again. But that's not a Netflix show. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, they're in a rough spot with their content. Here's another problem. They're pushing an agenda. They're they're putting all this woke garbage in their in their content. Nobody wants to watch that. Listen, nobody wants to watch that. Okay, I, I whatever it is, nobody's interested. Okay, nobody's interested, and this is a this is a Hollywood problem as well. No one's interested in your woke films anymore. We're done. No, no one, no, we're not done. They're going to continue to push this stuff, and people are going to continue watching. But a, a smaller and smaller amount of people are watching those woke stuff, that those woke shows, those woke movies, and. I think that people are realizing why am I putting in my money into these into this company that's making this stuff that maybe I don't even agree with or is just bad and and so obviously pushing an agenda. Um, I don't know. I we have Netflix, you know, and and I don't know how much longer we are going to have it. it. It's it's bordering that line. I mean, have we forgotten? I don't think we have cuties that freaking kids twerking movie that came out a couple years ago i mean they lost a lot of subscribers over that and netflix clearly hasn't learned the lesson because they're continuing to make content like that they're continuing to make films and shows like that and the more they do that the more subscribers they're gonna lose the i think that's the real hit guys that's that's really what i'm gonna stick on is the exorbitant amount of woke stuff that they've been putting in their movies and shows is causing a a drop in their subscriber base, and I don't really feel sorry for them. You go, you play the you pl- win, uh, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Okay, and that, that's really what the game these big Hollywood or net or streaming service platforms are playing with right now. And I don't know. I mean, people just aren't interested in them. They're more interested in and in films like Top Gun Maverick, right? And we're seeing how films that don't really bother with that type of stuff. And are 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 being successful. So, going back to the Sandman, um, I I there were interesting things in this trailer. Um, it has a lot of the Neil Gaiman stuff that I expected. I'm not a huge Neil Gaiman fan, but I've got a lot of respect for him. Um, I have a few of his books, and I don't know. I I think that the the Netflix the Netflix sci-fi stuff has never really been that good or the fantasy stuff. It's always had that kind of same sheen over it that just doesn't really look all that good. But that being said, I think that there's room for this show to succeed. There were interesting things in this trailer that I could kind of grasp a hold of and go, that has potential. Maybe that works. Uh, I'm really excited to read the graphic novels novel series. I, I've heard it's great. It sounds interesting, so I'm at some point I'm gonna have to to buy that and uh, read through that, and then maybe watch the show. We'll just we'll just see. Uh, but I'm I'm interested. I'm interested in seeing 
uh, how this show turns out. Do, are people going to like it? You know, I mean, the, I think Neil Gaiman's got a pretty strong fan base in that graphic novel series, especially as a strong fan base. And a lot of people are kind of nervous as to whether or not Netflix is really going to be able to capture what makes that comic book run so um, iconic and why so many people like it. I don't know if Netflix is really up for that task, but we'll just have to see. There were interesting things here, but I, I see a lot of room for this show to become pretty generic and have a lot of problems. We'll just have to find out. The trailer wasn't overly exciting, but I did see the potential. Next up, what I felt like I needed to talk about, even though I haven't seen Game of Thrones, have zero interest, is House of Dragons. I felt like I would just mention it. I'm not going to talk about it a lot. Um, Game of Thrones, it's definitely not a part of the discussion anymore. And that really is so surprising to me how something that could be so big and so massive and have such a large scale how that show just dropped out of pop culture and nobody talks about it anymore. I mean, there's zero discussion around Game of Thrones. And I've heard it's good. When I get old enough, I'll watch it. But, man, I mean, it's just not really something that people seem to be at all interested in anymore. And House of Dragons, I'm just not seeing a whole lot of hunger for this show, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I, I am missing something. I and I'm open to that, right? Just maybe there are people who are really, really excited for this show. I'm just not really seeing it. I'm not seeing the excitement for the show. And I watched the trailer, and I thought it looked all right. I thought it looked decent. Um, I, I see the p- appeal to the show. I think this could succeed. I'm really just interested in seeing: Do people watch the show? Are they going to love it? Or maybe they're just like, I'm done. This this worked a few years ago, but this same style, I, maybe they're done with it. I don't know. We'll see. I know George R. R. Martin said he liked it, and he's pretty critical, right? Uh, he he I, I, he's, he strikes me as the type of guy who doesn't really hold back, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, I I liked you know the the story that I kind of presented here. I thought like it could be interesting. I'm not watching it, but I'll mention it. it it's it deserves recognition for sure. We're just going to have to see whether or not um, people end up really liking it. But uh, it comes out August 21st, next month. We'll have to see whether or not people are really that interested in any more Game of Thrones-related content. So we will just have to see. Anyway, let's move on to the one that I am most excited for, the best thing of all the trailers that we're going to be discussing, this is the one I'm most excited for, the one that I am most interested in, the trailer that looked the coolest, John Wick Chapter 4. Woo! Let's go! I am excited for this trailer, I, I or this movie. I, I cannot wait, guys. I cannot wait. I wanted this movie to come out this year. I don't know why it didn't come out this year. I think it's all fi- it's finished, right? Give it to me! Give it to me! But... I won't have to wait too much longer. It's going to come out early next year in March. I'm so excited. I I really do love the first three John Wick films. They're some of the best action movies that we're getting nowadays. You know, they're right up there with you know, Mission Impossible. What Mission Impossible is doing right now. They're, John Wick is one of the one of the best action series active right now. And 
this trailer, it looked awesome. I love how they're changing up the color palette with each film. The first one was kind of a blue, and then the second one was kind of like these black and white, from what I remember. And then the third one was like this purple and orange. This fourth one looks like a dark red. Oh, ow! I'm so excited. I can't. I, this looked awesome. We got the killing me. Yeah. And then we get a lot of teases at some really cool set pieces. Um, I do not want this series to last too much longer. I would honestly be fine if they wrapped it up with this film, but I think they're going to make another one after this. They need to wrap it up at some point because this this concept is not going to last for eight, ten films. It needs to wrap up at some point. And I feel like they could have wrapped it up, at, honestly, with the third film. But the series remains enjoyable. It remains one that I've had a lot of fun watching. I, I rewatched on a regular basis. They're incredibly fun films. This one looked to be a ton of fun. I showed it to my dad. He was just super excited. I can't wait to watch this film. I haven't seen any of the John Wick movies in theaters. If I do see this film, it'll probably be in theaters, obviously. So I am excited to see this movie in a theater. I, I, I cannot wait. This trailer just, it it had a lot of excitement to it. The, the directing looked great. The way the trailer flowed, it gave just enough. I mean, we're, I think John Wick is once again enacting revenge. I can't wait. This looks so, so exciting. Um, so I'm very excited to see uh, that film early in 2023 in March. That is going to be super exciting, and I cannot wait for that film to come out. That's going to be awesome. Anyway, um, thought I would mention that. And then moving on to some bigger news. Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't know. I don't. I do not know how I feel about this series. Listen, the Hobbit films. Or a mistake. Okay, we should have just left it in 2004, right? Should have left it there. Or 2003. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what to think of this show. It's the most expensive show of all time. Uh, I don't know. I, guys, I'm so, I wish I could get Patrick on here because he's also a big Middle-earth fan. I, I really do wish that he could talk to me a little bit about this show because I honestly am just so lost with this show. I, I am interested in it because I love Tolkien. I love the Lord of the Rings films. I love the books. The great. They're some of my favorite books of all time. I love this world. It, it, to me, it's the quintessential fantasy universe everything else is in direct you know it 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 directly derives from what tolkien did game of thrones harry potter any big fantasy series after tolkien has modeled it in some way whether they know it or not tolkien has such a massive impact on you know what it means to write fantasy and create your own universe where everything else has derived from it in some fashion. And, I mean, this is not based on anything I think Tolkien did. There's so many stories that he's written that aren't Lord of the Rings and Hobbit that are that are kind of, that, that coincide with a lot of the Middle-earth world. Um, I want this show to work. There's so many things here that I just I don't know it. it I hope it, it it looks like it could be a little bit too nostalgic. I don't know. 
the, the, the just I don't even know. I, I, I'm not gonna whine about this because I mean it's it, whatever you want to do with your project. I get it, but adding sexual content to Tolkien, I don't mean to go off and sound like a geek. I'm not gonna do that, but to me, it just it shows a, a lack of understanding of what people want from Middle Earth and want from that universe. I mean, nobody's clamoring for elves making out or something like that. Like, that's just not... I, I don't know. It seems to me like this show is going more for Game of Thrones than it is for Middle-Earth, but at the same time, hints from this trailer show that it might have an understanding of the spiritual aspects of Tolkien's world. But I just don't know if they're going to be able to capture that with this show. There's imagery that I really like. Uh, the opening imagery for this second trailer is, is like this pile of skulls or helmets. That was cool. I'm seeing interesting imagery here. I'm having a hard time keeping up with what the show is even going to be about. I'm, I'm not really sure. I'm going to watch the show. 100% I'm going to watch the show. I'll talk about it. I'll review it. All that stuff. But I just do not know how to feel about this show. Um, I'm going to go see Patrick in Dallas in a few days. And I have got to ask him what he thinks about this. Because he's a arguably a bigger fan of Tolkien than I am. And I'm really interested in hearing what exactly he thinks about this because I, I'm, I'm just so split because I'm, I'm excited, right? More Middle Earth, that's interesting to me. And if they really do, I mean, listen, I don't really give a crap if this is going to be the most expensive show of all time. I don't think this is going to be the best looking show of all time. Okay, it can be the most expensive, but it's not going to be the best looking. We see that so many times. Red Notice was the most expensive Netflix film I thought that movie looked like crap. I didn't think it looked good at all. I think like three quarters of that, three quarters of that was, you know, The Rock and Ryan Reynolds' salary pretty much. So I, I didn't, I don't really think a, a big budget necessarily backs up having a really good looking project. We've seen that with the MCU movies and then you know, they make it 500 million films. Batman looks 10 times better with half the budget. I mean, we see this so often with uh you know backing something up with such an exorbitant amount of money and we'll see you know i'm interested in the show because i'm a big fan of tolkien and you know prime is certainly not a slacker when it comes to making you know good shows good films they've done good stuff in the past i just don't know though there's a lot of red flags here and i'm i'm i don't want to be a complete hater on it because there is a, a, there's an I there's a universe where this does work where it's a really good show. I don't know if we're living in that universe though. We'll just have to see when it comes out. I'm watch I'll watch it. I am excited just because it's more Middle Earth stuff, and I think that there is potential for this to be good. There's just I don't know. There's red flags to me here that have me a little bit apprehensive to fully jump on and say this show is going to be great. Okay, so moving away from Lord of the Rings, John Wick, all that stuff. Now we're getting into the big two players, and that is DC and Marvel. Now, I am more interested in the content that DC is currently making, but Marvel is always going to be the bigger player. And so I'm going to start off with talking about DC because, because there's a little bit less to talk about there. Marvel had so many announcements that, oh my goodness, I don't even know if I'll be able to cover them all equally and do them all justice but anyway um the final thoughts on lord of the rings could be interesting has potential uh but a lot of red flags anyway 
DC, starting off on, on an incredibly weak note here, Bat Wheels, the show. Oh, guys, um, I need prayers because I had to watch a two and a half hour video called Meet the Bat Wheels. And I was like, Meet the Bat Wheels, something, Batman and Robin, love, fun, crime, but sometimes they need some wheels or something like that they gotta go somewhere i don't know and it was like a song and it was all the battles was like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the battlefield motorcycle something something it was just like ooh, i could not I, I i couldn't get into it but um i'm not interested not gonna watch it it's got ethan hawk as batman and jacob padron from uh cobra kai as the batmobile i'll be honest guys a little bit a little bit below um my age range uh it could be fun i guess for the wee ones i mean this looks like for the absolute wee ones i'm talking like six years old seven at max like i don't even think an eight-year-old's gonna be able to enjoy this but anyway um i don't know i, I won't spend too much time talking about it just because it's it's not really for me and I'm not interested. It didn't look all that great, and the animation wasn't that bad. I mean, I think they put a little bit of a little bit of money behind it, but I don't know. <laughs> From what I've seen, I don't think this show is oh, excuse me, really going to have anything all that like wonderful to offer. But I thought I would mention it just because it was something that was mentioned at the Comic Con. Moving on, though, we got uh, two bigger projects here: Shazam, Fury of the Gods got a second trailer or, a, or actually an official trailer um i enjoyed the first shazam movie and it, it was a little bit kind of like a marvel film but honestly i think that it's probably better than most of the marvel movies that we've gotten in phase four except for no way home so mm, there you go I, I think it's an enjoyable film uh it's a it was a you know it had a it had good performances, all that stuff. It was enjoyable. It was fun. Um, Shazam! Fury of the Gods looks to be uh, look look. I think I, th I think this movie can be fun. I'm not completely opposed to to to. I, I'll watch it. Obviously, I'm not completely opposed to saying that you know it's going to be bad. I think this, this I think this is going to be fun. I think it'll be it can be enjoyable. It looks to be taking things to a bigger scale and I didn't think any of the action in the first Shazam movie was all that good. So they're kind of leaning into more of the bigger scale stuff which does have me nervous because what I liked most about Shazam was kind of the Spider-Man homecoming aspect of it all. The you know living in a world full of these, you know, giant superheroes and all that stuff. I, I think the direction that they're kind of heading with the Shazam character is actually a, the best direction for them to possibly go just because a lot of the doubts that the character Billy is having are the exact same doubts that I'm having about Shazam in the DC universe. So that they're kind of addressing that in a, in a way with its own themes for the movie is actually, I think, a really good idea. So I'll give the writers credit for that. Uh, we've got Lucy Liu and Michelle or Helen Marine as the two villains. And then Rachel Zegler is going to play a part in this movie. We don't really know exactly what that part is. There was a shot of her in the film, but 
we don't really know what exactly that all means. She could kind of be almost a MacGuffin type of character. I'm not really sure. I'm very excited for what she does in the future, though, just because she was so good in West Side Story. She's got a lot of potential. I wouldn't have really picked Snow White to be her next project after this and West Side Story, but whatever. Um, you guys know how I feel about those live-action remakes. Um, as, as I think many people do, I think a lot of people are done with those films as well. I mean, Pinocchio teaser came out, looked awful. <laughs> it looked really bad. But anyway. I think that there's room. I think this is going to be fun. I, I see a 6 out of 10, a 7 out of 10. I, I think probably a 7 out of 10. I think this is going to be an enjoyable film. I don't see this going in a really bad direction. I'm, I feel like it'll be an enjoyable film. Um, I'm on board. I don't think it's going to be anything mind-blowing or all that special, but I think it's going to be better than a lot of what we've been getting from Phase 4 recently. And so in that in that way, I'm, I'm much more excited for, for this because, I listen, guys, I really enjoy superhero films. And it's disappointing to me that i'm not really getting a lot of good superhero films anymore with the exception of you know what dc is giving us so i'm really relying a lot more on dc to give me those fun superhero films because i just haven't really been getting them from marvel a lot recently and i like superhero films i like to go watch them in the theaters i like to go watch them with the family i, I really do enjoy going to see these superhero films and the disappointment is that it feels like i only really have like one studio studio that's really making good and enjoyable, fun superhero films. Marvel just hasn't really been doing that a lot recently. So I am uh, interested in this film and excited for it just because I think it's going to be a fun time. Um, moving on, though, we got to talk about Black Adam. We got another Comic-Con trailer for it. And I, I, the more I watch this trailer, the more I'm interested and intrigued in it. It looks to have a, a style that I think could be a lot of fun. Listen, a lot of the hype brothers, you know, the Rain the Rock Johnson, he says he's going to shake up the hierarchy of the DC universe. His hands are calloused if they're making this film. The order of the DC hierarchy is about to change. We've been hearing a lot of that talk, and I think all of that is hype. I don't think this movie is going to really do anything that's all that mind-blowing in the DC universe. Sure, I'm sure Black Adam's going to kick a lot of butt, and he's not really going to ever look bad on screen because The Rock never wants to look bad on screen. And I get that. You know, he's got a brand. He's got to keep it up, all that stuff. I think his, his contract has, like, a how many how many times he can get hit so he doesn't look too bad on screen or something like that. I think, like, Jason Statham as one of those as well. I heard about that around the, around the time Hobbs and Shaw came out. But I'm interested, you know, in this film. I think it's going to be fun. Um, and if the movie just really goes for it, gives us these big, fun action set pieces and just doesn't care and, you know, just delivers a lot of fun and excitement and, you know, uh, hams it up, but not a little, not too much, kind of like Morbius did. Uh, Morbius hammed it up too much. But if Black M just, like, goes with a full-on, you know, like, just have a blast and, let you know, um, have a little bit of edge to it, I'll, I'll be on board. I don't really think this movie's going to have as much edge as it's, as it's kind of trying to come off as it's you know like i think that black adam's probably going to be a good guy at the end of this movie you know i i just don't really think we're going to end the movie off with him going no nah, i'm still gonna be fighting the superheroes or i'm still just gonna do whatever i want he's probably gonna you know team up with this this team that he's seeing you know with hawkman and dr fate and those characters look pretty interesting particularly pierce brosnan as dr fate really cool casting I don't really think that he's going to do anything that's all that destructive to, you know, the superhero hierarchy. But I 
excited, you know, him blowing up some planes and kicking some butt. Sure, you know, I I have a good time with those types of movies, and so it looks like a film where you're gonna have to turn your brain off, but. Those films are capable of being fun, even though I'm not a big fan of that term. I wish that we weren't having to turn our brains off with so many movies nowadays, but I, I'm I'm okay with it. I, I'm honestly okay. I don't want to come off as whiny here because those types of films are capable of being very fun and enjoyable. And seeing this on the big screen, you know, IMAX, it looks like it's going to be a movie with scale. That also excites me. So, And that way, I think this movie is going to be a pretty fun time. Kind of similar to Shazam 2. Like, it looks like it's going to be fun. Um, not anything, like, mind-blowing or, like, incredibly special. But it probably will be better than a lot of the stuff that we're getting out of Marvel. Speaking of Marvel. We got another trailer for She-Hulk. And I think I lost, like, 50 brain cells just watching the trailer. Um, so I need more prayers for that as well. I really think that I'm like far more dumb after watching that trailer than I was when I first clicked play. Um, and for many of you guys, you'll probably think, wow, I didn't even know that was possible, but I really feel like that trailer took a toll on me and it was for the worse. I'm not, I'm not impressed guys. And everybody, and now what is crazy to me, people are like, you know what? It may not be that bad. <laughs> and I was, I, I can't believe people are like, Hey, let's give it a chance. <laughs> I, I, I say that with every project, guys. Let's give it a chance. Maybe it's going to be better than we expect it to. I'm being nice, but come on, guys. This doesn't look good. It just doesn't. It looks awful. And also, one of the things that makes me really sad is just watching Hulk in this whole trailer. I mean, they really dropped the ball off this character. Massively, massively dropped the ball. I mean, this is Hulk cracking jokes is just, I don't know. It, it makes me sad because Hulk as a character has so much potential. And I think post-Avengers Age of Ultron, this, uh, you know, the, this run that Hulk's been on has massively failed in terms of giving this character what he properly deserves. Um, so that's a very disappointing part of this show as well. Just kind of like further, you know, twisting the knife and that, we're not really getting a all that great Hulk story. He's just walking around <gasps> cracking jokes and all that stuff. Maybe I'm just am I feeling jealous? <laughs> like I cannot believe these are the types of things we're getting from Hulk, the one of the most terrifying heroes in the Marvel universe. He's over there going, Oh, I guess I might be feeling jealous. Oh, you want some extra, you know, anxious? Just like I don't know. I'm not really impressed with where Hulk is at. And I don't know. I just don't. I, I'm not interested in this trailer. The jokes, the humor is so bad to me. I'm. It looks awful. I, I have not laughed once. And people are like, hey, the CGI. Give the CGI its credit. It's gotten better. It's gotten better. No, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. It still looks bad. Maybe they've made it a little bit better, where it's not so much resembling. Ang Lee's Hulk or something like that. I mean, it looks slightly better, but it looks it still looks trashy. I mean, it looks so bad. This whole show, the visual look of it is dull, uninspired, bland, typical MCU color palette. And listen, sometimes we'll get a film like Sam Raimi's um, Doctor Strange 2, right, or Multiverse of Madness, where 
some of the visuals are twisted up a little bit. It looks a little bit more interesting, a little bit more exciting. This is not the case. I'm not impressed with the visuals. I'm not impressed with the character. This just looks so bad. I'm, I, I just, it looks awful. And I, I have no kind words to say about it. I really don't. People are going, what, what about Daredevil? Um, I, honestly, I'm sad. I'm sad that Daredevil is joining Marvel Universe because just look at what they did with Kingpin and Hawkeye and tell me you're still excited for Daredevil to join the Marvel Universe. What people liked about that Netflix show is not going to be clear or, or not going to be apparent or in the MCU. It's just not. It's just not. That is not going to be a part of the MCU. It, it, that style, that violent um, you know, clash, those great fights, the brutalness, that's not going to be in the MCU. And maybe you know they 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 switch things up a bit and, you know i saw they put deadpool on uh, disney plus not sure how i feel about that but okay i you know i there is the I, there is the option to lock you know for certain content all that stuff and okay um i i i honestly i've been pushing for a more edgier version of the marvel universe and so if they're able to provide that with daredevil and some of these other shows that they're saying are going to be tv mature and all that stuff. Okay, I'm interested. You know, they, they have gone edgier in a couple in instances, but man, this this does not look good. She-Hulk does not look good. And I don't know. I, I always try and go and hopeful. I'm not watching this show, guys. I've already I've already kind of laid that out there. I'm not watching it. I, I do not think it looks good. It, I'm not gonna waste my time with this, and you know, we only. I'm not even watching these Disney Plus shows anymore. I don't even know why I'm talking. Uh, the I, I'm gonna say, you know, whether or not I'm interested, but man, I'm not gonna watch them. I, I'm just not. I, I'm not interested. I'm, I'm. I'm. And especially with all the stuff Disney's been doing recently, you know, that's why we canceled Disney Plus. Not only is the Marvel content vastly lacking, but it's also. You know, a lot of the things that Disney's been doing is just insane to me. But anyway, um, She-Hulk, double thumbs down. Couldn't be more uninterested in this project. Looks really, really bad. The I Am Groot miniseries, listen. Did I smile a little bit? Yeah. Okay, I'm, I, I'm not watching it, but I am, you know, I, I see the appeal. It looks pretty fun. Little mini series shorts. They did it with Forky after Toy Story 4. I think this is going to be pretty fun for the people who watch it. I think that it's going to be enjoyable. Uh, I like the idea. I like the concept. I make it like, you know, 10 or so episodes, you know, little shorts. Could be a fun uh, little mini series. So I, I, I don't know how, how much they're going to be, you know, going with this. Like, are they going to be making like many, many, many seasons, or is this just like a one-off, like one season, and then we're done? I don't know, but I liked it. I liked what the trailer showed. the 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 look of it honestly wasn't that bad, and I, don't know, I liked Groot and Guards of the Galaxy and in Volume Twos. And this is obviously you know the baby Groot, so I don't know. It looked cute. I I enjoyed the trailer for a little bit. It, it wasn't that bad. I I thought it was pretty cool, but anyway. Moving on, this was, without question, the best part of the Marvel panel. It was the Wakanda Forever trailer. This looks awesome. 
this looked awesome. I've seen the trailer three times now, and I'm I'm very, very impressed with what they have shown. Um, the tribute to Chadwick Boseman, you know, we we get kind of hints of it. I got a look, I got a few chills. It looked pretty cool. Um, this is the best, the best trailer that Marvel has released in a long time, in a long time. This trailer packed emotion. It packed impressive visuals. It gave us an, a, a good idea of the feel, a good idea of the story, emotional moments. Um, this was a great trailer, a great trailer. So let me make one thing clear. I am not a Marvel hater. This is an example of, you know, really succeeding for Marvel. If they really are able to pull this off and Ryan Coogler is the man to do it, but I, I, I plead, please do not go woke. Please do not go woke. But I, I am fully excited. I am on board. I will watch this movie. I will watch this movie. I will not. I, this is the last Phase Four film. I want to watch this movie, and I don't know if I'm watching it or not. But I want to watch this movie. It looks to be really, really good. The emotional performances that we've seen from some of these actors looks great. Uh, you know, obviously we've got a, a few teases to Namor, Ironheart. I didn't really care. I, I I was really interested interested in the visuals that the trailer showed uh, with um, Okoye, um, uh, Shuri, all that stuff. It looked great. And um, oh, what's her name? I feel so bad for not being able to. To remember what is her name. Um, gosh, dang it. Okay, Angela Bassett. Gay looks great in this movie. Her performance looked fantastic. Uh, lots of emotion. Um, I'm very excited, uh, guys. I am. I am very, very excited for this movie. I'm not going to get too excited. I, I need to keep my expectations in level. But I want to say this trailer looked great. It looked great. I loved the visuals. I loved the emotion. Um, I'm excited. I'm I'm officially putting this in my top 15 for 2022. Because, you know, when movies come off, I put some on. I'm putting this one on. I didn't put it on the list. It just, I wasn't fully sold yet. I just didn't know enough about it to really put it on. And I thought Black Panther was a good film. Not great. It was a good film. Um... This look, the trailer looks great. Um, will it succeed in every possible facet? I don't know. I doubt it. But if they're able to nail that emotion that this trailer gave us, if it's really able to capture that in a reasonable runtime and nail the emotion that people are wanting from this movie, we are in for a slam dunk. A a a slam dunk. So I am excited. I'm excited for what this has to offer. I think that it can be really good. It looks almost like an ensemble with Angela Bassett and Shuri almost kind of sharing the uh, the spotlight, you could say. It looks almost like Angela Bassett is the main character. Um, we did see a Black Panther suit up. I'm assuming that's Shuri. I don't know. guys. I, I Guys, I really like this trailer, though. And um, the homage to Chadwick Boseman was spot on. Uh, it looked fantastic. I, I, I can thoroughly say that, uh, or I can confidently say 
that this looked to be fantastic. I, I, I'll be honest, you know, people can be talking about Lionheart and Namor, you know, which a lot of people have kind of been calling for. That really was never something that I was all that interested in. But man, the emotion that the trailer showed and some of the impressive visuals, the music, all that stuff, this can be a great film for the MCU. And I, I certainly hope that it is that. It looks uh it looks fantastic. I'll be honest, it looks fantastic. So that was the the single best thing the MCU gave us um, at San Diego Comic-Con. Now, I really like this trailer for Black Panther Wakanda Forever, but there is a lot of other stuff to get into when we talk about the future plans that the MCU has. We got news about Phase 5 and 6. So what I understand is the rest of Phase 4 consists of I Am Groot, um, She-Hulk, and... Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. That's what I understand. Now, we got news for phases five and six. So, let's get into some of this. Now, this may not be in a precise order. Now, we got news about Spider-Man, Freshman Year. Um, and so, I'm going to click on... I'm on screen right now to look at some of the stuff. I, from what I... Un, I don't really understand a whole lot about this is it animated i think so uh, i think this is going to be an animated show i don't think tom holland is voicing spider-man it looks like it'll be a even younger version of spider-man um and it'll be animated so i think that comes out next year um let me go back here to this article um okay we got a look at Kang the Conqueror, who looks like he's going to be in Ant-Man 3, Quantumania, which comes out... Let me see. Pretty sure that's next year, but let me just... Let me confirm that. Ant-Man. This one's going to have Bill Murray, I believe. Yeah, that's next year. Next year. And Kang the Conqueror will be in that film. Now, I think we saw a tease of him and Loki, but we weren't really quite sure what that meant. It's weird to me <laughs> that the big that the big bad for Phase 5 is going to be, or Phase 6, whatever, is going to be in an Ant-Man film, but I don't know. I, I'm not really sure. Quantumania looks like it, it could have some really interesting potential, but... I'm not entirely sure what that movie is going to hold. I'm just going to have to hold off on that until we see the uh, the trailer for that film to get a little bit of a closer look at it. Echo, the TV show, know nothing about this. I Wasn't that a character of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? That is going to be a show set in 2023. Um, uh, let me see here. So here's something that's interesting. Phase 4, 5, and 6 are, are titled The Multiverse Saga. Now, one, two, and three were titled the Infinity Saga, you know, the Infinity Stones. Phase four has had a lot to do with the multiverse. And it seems like that type of stuff is going to be culminating with the other two Avengers films. And we're going to get to that. The Russo brothers are not directing Avengers five and six. That is interesting to me. I, I do not know who will be directing those films. Uh, I'm very interested in seeing who. I doubt it's Joss Whedon. I I don't really know who would it be, but that's going to be interesting. I'm ex I'm really intrigued to see who exactly are, is going to be directing those two films because 
I mean, they're obviously going to be ginormous tasks. Uh, the Russo brothers seem to be heading in a different direction that doesn't involve the MCU. I'm not sure who's going to be directing those two films, and I honestly have no suggestions for who would to, who would to, who would take up such a task because the MCU always picks these smaller names. So I don't know. We're just gonna have to wait and see. Guardians of the Galaxy three comes out next year, um, which will likely be a, a conclusion for many of the characters and the Guardians of the Galaxy universe, maybe all of them. So we may be seeing a conclusion to the that that team. And if so, I mean that's another massive blow on the MCU. But um, we're gonna get into the the future of you know the excitement around them in the future um, in, a, in a minute. Loki season two comes out next year. That'll be interesting. I uh, really liked Loki season one. We'll have to see whether or not uh, Loki season two will be able to continue a lot of the interesting storylines that the first season set up. I have a feeling that it will. That's going to be pretty interesting. Um, Ironheart, we saw a tease for her in Wakanda Forever. Looks like she will also be having her own um, film, I believe. Her own film. I think it's going to be her own show. Her own show. Um, in 2023, Fantastic Four begins MCU Phase Six. Um, probably will be 2025. I have a feeling. Let me see. Um, Fantastic Four. Um, let me see here. Release date. Probably 2024, right? 2024 in November, Amy and the Boss 2023, Blade in 2023. That's interesting. If they can go dark and embrace the dark side of this character, um, Herschel Ali is going to do great as this character, uh, a two-time Oscar winner, I believe. Uh, he's undoubtedly going to do a good job as this character. It's really up to the vision by Marvel and the director to really capture the potential that this character is going to have. And believe me, there's a lot of potential for this character to really um, deliver unlike something unlike anything we've seen before in the MCU. So that's interesting. Um, X-Men will be coming out um, at some point. I don't know if we had a release date for that. Let me see. X-Men. Oh, it's a show? Oh, come on! A show? X-Men 97 to premiere on Disney Plus in fall of 2023? Oh, come on! Dang it! I want an X-Men show? Whatever. All right, um, moving on. Marvel Zombies is going to be set in 2024 with a TV mature rating. So this is going to be a show rated R. Um, interesting. I'm ex I will not watch it, but I'm excited for it. That looks to be very interesting. Here's also something that's interesting. No news on Spider-Man. I mean, we, I know you will. We got a freshman year. No real plans on Spider-Man. What exactly are our plans with Tom Holland? Because we did not get a film for him in Phase 5 or 6. Not sure what that's all about. Um, let me see here. Daredevil is going to be getting a show. 
interesting. I, I like the Daredevil Netflix show, but putting that in the hands of Disney, putting it on Disney Plus, I don't know. I the 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 fact that Marvel Zombies is going to be a TV mature show is reassuring that perhaps they can embrace the darkness that that Netflix show had with um the a Daredevil Disney Plus show. So that could be that could be good. I I I I think that that show could work if they're able to embrace the darkness, but at the same time um there's just so much concern here. I, I'm I'm not sure. Um, Captain America Four: A New World or a New World Order. That is the title. This will have uh, Sam Wilson as Captain America. I think that that could work. Who's directing it though? Is it the Russo brothers? I don't think it will be. Um, that's a little bit of reason for concern because really the Russo brothers are who able to who were able to really make Captain America work. And I know, yes, this is a different Captain America, but still, I liked that tone. Hopefully, they don't stray away from that too much. I'm interested in seeing what type of story they give uh, Sam Wilson on his first run. Um, interesting title though. Just need to know a little bit more about it. And Faye, let me look at these. And we gotta talk about these. Um, Avengers films. Avengers 5 and 6 will release in 2025. Two Avengers films the same year. Now, Avengers 5 is going to be called The Kang Dynasty, with Avengers 6 being titled The Secret Wars. And this will probably conclude... Phase six. Let me see. Both of the new movies are part of the MCU's phase six slate and will be released the same year. So they'll be a part, I guess. They'll be a part of phase six. Interesting strategy. Two Avengers films on the same year, not even a year break. Same year. Um, Here's what I'm going to be interested in is I'm not watching these Disney Plus shows. I'm not watching Ironheart. I'm not watching Echo. And I'm not watching the X-Men show. I'm not watching She-Hulk. I'm not watching Miss Marvel. I'm not watching Moon Knight. How in the dark am I going to be when I watch Avengers 5 and 6? If I watch them, but if I do, how in the dark exactly am I going to be when, like, when we get this new team, right? I mean, what what I'm assuming is it's the the new team, right? And I guess that's Thor, maybe the X Men. Fantastic Four is coming out after. I'm not sure. 2026, I think, is when we're getting Fantastic Four. I heard that's going to be directed by John Watts. No cast officially for that. Um, Krasinski kind of underwhelmed in his first appearance. As Mr. Fantastic, so I'm not really sure where that project's going to be heading. I was never a big Fantastic Four fan. They've never really gotten a good film, and we're, we're just going to have to see. I mean, if they're able to really be able to uh, to nail um, that property, because it's never really been done justice to yet. Maybe they're able to do that. I'm not sure. Um, let, let's be honest, guys. This team, I mean, whatever we got, the Avengers. It just looks, it just doesn't feel the same, you know, and, and I get it. It was never really going to feel the same when 
Cap and Iron Man left, but man, I mean, I just don't know. This team does not really, I mean, I don't really feel like they're going to deliver a lot of hype, you know? I mean, not a lot of people are going to be really excited to see this team suit up to fight Kang. And then the Secret Wars. I know that's a comic run. I haven't read that, but that could be interesting. These are interesting storylines that Marvel's adapting, and they could potentially be very successful. Um, a lot of stuff, though, guys. So much. They're not letting up. It's quantity over quality. That just seems to continually be the thing for the MCU right now. It's quantity over quality. Three MCU films this year, and then four shows, right? Four? That's seven freaking projects. That's just, ugh. It's quantity over quality, guys. And that's really what bothers me about the MCU right now is these projects do not really feel like they've got a lot of meaning behind them. Not a lot of, uh, I don't know what the term is. There's not really a word for it, but man, I, I don't know. I, I like a lot of these ideas. Fantastic Four, Blade, Daredevil. I'm not watching it, but you know. Um, these Avengers films are interesting storylines that could potentially be really interesting. I'm just not sure if uh, they're going to be able to really if they're really going to be able to deliver good films. That, that's that's really what this is all about. I don't give a crap about all these projects if they're not good. Okay? I don't really care if... Uh, I mean, and we saw that. No one cared when John Krasinski showed up as Fantastic Four. It sucked. That that was really just lame. And there, there was a lot of hype behind that. A lot of people were excited to see him play that character. And it was underwhelming because it wasn't well handled. And that was kind of an intentional got a dig almost from Sam Raimi, but man, uh, I'm really nervous guys. But then again, we got good stuff here. We've got black Panther, but kind forever. And I was not sure if this project was going to work, but it looks good. It, it really does. It looks to be good. Uh, I hope it is. I, I really do. I hope that this turns out well. I hope that these movies that the MCU is planning are good. I always do. I always hope they're good. They're just so often not. That's the problem. They're so often not good. And that's a concern, but we're just going to have to see when they come out, whether or not they deliver. But the MCU is in a rut right now, and I don't think it's ever been as big as of a rut as what they're in, in right now. And so I hope they're able to claw themselves back up and start making good films again consistently they're so incon they're the mcu is consistently mediocre now they're consistently bland that that is not how you want to be consistent the mcu needs to return to form where it's consistently good and they haven't really been able to do that in a while now we've gotten some semi-good films like multiverse of madness semi-good shows like wandavision um and occasionally good stuff like no way home and loki but then you get Black Widow, Thor: Love and Thunder, Eternals, Falcon and Winter Soldier. You know these pretty bland, schlocky shows and films that I just don't like and that aren't good. But there is a lot of interesting projects here in plan and in store for us in the future of the MCU, dating all the way up into in three years to twenty twenty six. So all of these projects, uh, it it gets me concerned because we. 
quantity over quality is just never really a good thing. But I'm sure it's going to make them a lot of money, and that seems to definitely be the MC's plan. So I guess they're still doing good because I guess they're making money. But that being said, that is Comic-Con San Diego, my review. Good stuff, bad stuff, some reason for concern with the MCU, but they definitely took Comic-Con by storm with all these projects. I mean, people are going to be excited to see Fantastic Four. They're going to be excited to see Spider-Man freshman year. They're going to be excited for Blade. They're going to be excited to see Daredevil. I mean, people are almost giving this She-Hulk show a pardon because it's it had Daredevil at the end of its trailer. So, I don't know. Um, the uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever was definitely the best thing that Marvel put out there. I mean, that trailer really was good. And then we got John Wick Chapter 4, looked awesome. Um, oh, also, there was some sort of National Treasure teaser thing for Disney Plus. Look, not watching that. Um, Nick Cage is what made those first two films, and if he's not in it, I'm not interested. So. There's also something I should have mentioned, but honestly, Comic-Con has never been my thing, but I figured all these big names, I needed to come on and talk about them, give my thoughts. There's some good here. There's some bad. That's Comic-Con San Diego for you in a nutshell, 2022. Um, There you go. Future stuff coming up. We're going to talk about the Gray Man by the Russo Brothers. Speaking of them, uh, nope. Saw that one with my mom a few nights ago. I'm going to be talking about that film. Uh, hopefully very, very soon. And then uh, hopefully I see Marcel the Shell of Shoes on, a new A24 film. Hopefully we'll check that movie out as well. Um, let me see. I think that's about it. Hopefully we can get Jude back on to talk about Harry Potter. That's been a, a problem. But don't expect any episodes Friday through Saturday. Um, just because I'll be out of town. It's Jude's birthday weekend, so we'll be going to see um, the Cousins and over in Dallas, Texas. So that'll be pretty exciting. Um, I'm glad to you know, see Patrick again, see Madeline, who uh, also Madeline and Patrick were both on our Sense and Sensibility episode. Um, so you can go back and listen to that episode, I guess, if you're a Jane Austen fan. But anywho... Um, I'm really excited to talk about Patrick, about Rings of Power, um, but you can definitely expect reviews for Nope, The Gray Man, and um, that's about it for this week. There you go. Much appreciated, guys. I hope that you guys enjoyed that breakdown. Not the most concise, just because I don't understand all this Comic-Con stuff as well as most do. Never been my thing, but good stuff here, bad stuff here, um, but things are still looking bright in the world of movies. I'm going to stand. Stay staying fast in that. Good action movies coming soon. John Wick Chapter th- uh, 4. Mission Impossible Dead R- Reckoning Part 1. Quite the mouthful. Um, but a lot of other good stuff coming up in the future. Killers of the Flower Moon. Knives Out 2. Still waiting for trailers on those. Lots of good stuff coming up in the future. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Movie Maniacs Podcast. I greatly appreciate it. Next review will definitely be Jordan Peele's Nope wrapping up that that three film filmography. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. Can't wait to talk about that film. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode, and I'll see you guys next time. Don't forget, five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and if you have any questions, moviemaniacs2020 at gmail.com. Thank you very much. Peace.